And on this week's show, we're going to be looking back at Matt Smith's career as the Doctor. I mean, <laughs> looking back at Matt Smith's his career. career, yes. Now, his career. <laughs> Some people have written him off already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we thought as um, he sort of bowed out and we've got a new Doctor uh, coming along uh, next week, actually. So uh, we thought we'd have, a, we'd have a little retrospect of Matt Smith and uh, basically, not reminisce, but sort of go through when uh, sort of various points of... Um, well, our sort of relationship with his doctor, I think, is probably the yes. best way to put it, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. but as we, uh, as usual, we'll kick off with a little bit of news. Um, now, before we get into Doc- Doctor Who news uh, proper, I think we've um, Saturday Night TV, Paul, has, has now got its true successor to Don't Scare the Hare. <laughs> this is Tumble, is it? This is, this is Tumble indeed, yes. Um, th- did you watch it yourself? I didn't, no. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just thought I, I, I didn't want to, really want to spoil my Saturday nights before next week. I just wanted to get the full experience. <laughs> it is diabolical, to be honest. It really is diabolical. Uh, they're trying to make it sort of that it's the new Strictly Come Dancing, and it's anything but Strictly Come Dancing. It is atrocious, and even uh, even when they come, they the, the people come running on with their with their gymnastic partners, and um, they just don't. The audience just uh, who who's this? And it's like a very sort of like polite smattering of applause for people running on. It's terrible. They couldn't even. They're not even C list celebrities. They sort of actually. There's not even a letter in the alphabet to describe <laughs> a lot of these people. It's just it's appalling. Dear so right you didn't there. get tickets from that link I sent you. <laughs> yes, Paul very kindly sent me a link to get tickets. Uh, to, was it? How did it? Um, it's opening game was to join in the fun. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't think we'll be having a, a, a podcast awards this year, will we? Because I think it might be it might be the audience favourite again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Okay, everybody. Let's get on some proper uh, Doctor Who news. Now, obviously, um, we've been off air for a couple of weeks, and I think the, really the, the sort of the, the main thing that's been going on is the uh, the world tour, which seems to be going down quite a uh, quite a big hit, but. Um, other people reported on that. You can read all about that yourself, and it's rather well, not really a lot to tell, really, is there? <laughs> News wise, it's, it's the Jenna Coleman fashion show. It, it is actually yes. Well, but I suppose the other one that has come out of this, she's uh, taken to Twitter uh, yes. d- uh, during the course of the tour. Now, um, I don't. I, I must admit, I haven't seen a lot of tweets of hers. But then again, I think a lot of it's been whilst I've been asleep. To be honest, because it's been sort of Australia and, and Korea and and God knows what, so um, I probably missed a lot of the stuff. And uh, to be quite honest, I haven't been paying that much attention to it. So, um, but anyway, one thing we have learned uh, since we've been away is the transmission time on August the twenty third on BBC One. Um, it will go at seven fifty pm, and uh, with a finishing time of ten past nine. Uh, that's quite uh, actually. It is the latest start for an episode of Doctor Who, isn't it? It's an odd one, isn't it? It is. Um, Nine ten is just very late finish. It is, and I think it is pushing the envelope really for um, <laughs> for kids staying up to watch it. Really, yeah. I mean, is this, is this a sign of, of of what the sort of content is going to be? It's, it's the last ten minutes have got to be after the watershed. 
Well, I think this is a, a, a scheduling thing, really, because as we were just talking about tumble, that goes on for an hour and a half. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just twenty minutes. It just seemed like an hour and a half. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I think I think this is the problem. I think that they have to put it on late to to follow that. But I think as um, well, Strictly did, didn't it? And they managed to get Strictly on. Um, well, Stric- Doctor Who well and... Strictly was always a bit more later, and I think they're putting it on earlier before Doctor Who just to get people to watch the damn thing. Sure. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so I think there might be a little bit of um, uh, false audience readings with, with Tumble. If, if, if this is on before Doctor Who... Um... You know what the sad fact is, don't you, that Tumble's going to get the better figures? <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it'll... Over- it will because the, the series they will get a boost in the last ten minutes of each episode of Tumble because people are waiting for if if Doctor is going to follow because um, we we don't know at the moment but I, I, if he I've does I've got then... this sad feeling that we're going to find that actually the, the figures trial off after Tumble finishes <laughs> <laughs> oh god I do hope that doesn't happen <laughs> I do hope that doesn't happen but uh... <laughs> finally they've cancelled series nine to bring you Tumble two oh god. I sort of watched Mr. Tumble, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, another thing that's happened since you've been away, we've now had a, a, a sort of an official teaser trailer for Deep Breath. Yeah. Um, which it, it looks pretty, pretty exciting. Actually, I'm going to say it doesn't sort of give one hell of a lot away. But uh, no, not not any more than the the trailer they put out for the series, does it? Really? No, exactly, exactly. Get a bit more detail. All we know now is that the uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is in episode one. That's what that's one thing we have learnt from um, from this particular trailer. Uh, but uh, but that's it. That is it, really. And um, but I, I just say I can't wait. I, I, you are, aren't you? You are like a kid before Christmas. Oh, I am a kid before Christmas now, actually. But it's, but it's in August. It's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So uh, yes, the shape of things to come. I mean. It's not a very long trailer, was it? About thirty-four seconds in in total, I think. But um, I think it does sort of give. I know, okay, you can't say a lot from a trailer, but I think it does sort of give away some of the tone that they keep sort of hinting at that it is going to be different this time round. Yeah, well, uh, it, 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 it's you, you can never trust trailers, though, can you? No, you can't. You can't. I mean, it's <laughs> at, le- at least we haven't had him. At least we haven't had the Doctor kissing anyone. Uh no. Which they they've managed to shoehorn into most of the other pre-series trailers and whatever, haven't they? Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's for various I... different reasons, whether to sort of lull you into false sense of security or to just to piss off some of the older fans, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, probably, it's probably the I, latter. But... I mean, it makes you wonder: is there is that just because there definitely isn't in this one that they can't they can't actually fuck, they haven't actually got anything they can even hint at? Well, possibly, possibly. But but I'm glad they're not. I'll keep a lot of it under wraps, though. I'm I'm, I'm glad they're not sort of giving too much away. You know, no, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased about that. Point is, they don't need to, do they? I mean, no. There's, I, just they, no. there's enough of a following now for it to be able to just say, look, this is coming. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's so much excitement built up around this, and um, I mean, the publicity machine for the for Doctor has, has gone into overdrive this time around with the, with the world tour yeah. previously, and now you're going to get the. The opening episode is going to be like simulcast across across the globe. You've got cinema showings again. Um, you know, it's it's a massive deal now, Doctor Who. It really mm. is, and it, it's it doesn't come out with like, you know a little fanfare anymore. 
we've got our tickets to the cinema showing next Saturday. Yes, if, I can go. <laughs> if you can go, we're still not completely sure yet. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. But no, I mean, no, I, I think I'll be going. But it's uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. Now, actually, before at the end of the show, um, we'll, we'll sort of tell you about our uh, our sort of the, the upcoming episodes of the Who's He podcast, obviously during the uh, the course of the new of the new series of Doctor Who. So we'll we'll, we'll come yeah. to that at the end of our. Uh, Matt Smith spectacular. That's all I'm going to say. That's so, optimistic. Seeing as at the moment, I can't even commit to next. Week. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the last sort of item of sort of Doctor Who um, news in the inverted commas. Um, now, as we sort of said, the uh, the Symphonic Spectacular is due to hit the UK next year, as we reported uh, sort of a couple of weeks back. Now, it's also uh, announced that it's also going to return to Australasia as well. Which is where it really kicked off, isn't it? Really, that's it. Yeah. Seems to be the the home of the Symphonic Spectacular. So um, they've already got some um, some dates announced um, for Australia and New Zealand next year, and it's fairly early next year as well. So um, yeah, it so precedes the. It does precede the, the UK one. Yes, indeed. Um, now it's going to be uh, composed by Murray music, be performed by Australia's finest musicians and singers. It says here, including the Adelaide West Australian Australian Symphony Orchestra. And Sydney's the Metropolitan Orchestra. Now uh, we've got four dates here. So Saturday the twenty fourth of January twenty fifteen, it's the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. On Saturday the thirty first of January twenty fifteen, it's the Perth Arena. Saturday the seventh of February is the Qantas Credit Union Arena in Sydney, and then Saturday the fourteenth of February is the Auckland Vector Arena. Okay, nice that it's all Saturdays. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, so that families can go to yes. it, can't they? Yes, indeed. Now, apparently, tickets uh, will go on sale to the general public from the 18th of August. So, uh, hopefully, by the time you listen, listen to this, that will be tomorrow. Because mm. if we put this out on a Sunday. So, there we go. Okay, right. Well, that's uh, it for the news. But before we move on, it's time for Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Now, uh, these items of tech cur- uh, come courtesy, I should say, of um, Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast, who very kindly put this into our Facebook group. Now, these uh, items of tech, they have a, a Christmas theme, don't they? Yes. Yes, a bit early, I know, a bit early for Christmas theme, but, uh, you know, you've got to get your orders oh, early I suppose, for this I stuff. We, we talked about the kid waiting for Christmas, and here you go. Here we go, here we go. You this really is, want to get in the mood. This will tide me over. So <laughs> It's better than actually Entertainment Earth. Last time they tried to do Christmas decorations, which were going to be shipped in February, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> in November, that was going to be, that, yeah, that really to be was, shipped in February. That really was planning ahead, wasn't it? So... <laughs> This time, at least they've sort of got in the same year. Yes. Now, um, uh, Paul, you forgot the tattler. You said Entertainment Earth. You didn't say bringing Hollywood home. Hollywood home. <laughs> Please, go ahead. I, I, I thought, but if it's not home by now, it doesn't want to come there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's no hope for it. It's run away. <laughs> it's, it's set up a new life. It's not coming back. <laughs> it's left all its clothes on a beach, faked its own, <laughs> faked its own death and come back again. Reginald Perry styling. Um, now, obviously, now these festive items, they are all Christmas ornaments, Christmas tree ornaments, I should say. Now, should, should we go through all of them or just some of the choice ones? <laughs> I've just seen the, the T-shirt glass ornament. 
Shall we kick off with that one? Because that is the weirdest one on the list, isn't it? <laughs> Just these. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, and that's saying something to a certain extent. But the other ones are sort of, you could almost say, yes, sort of, I can see it's a Doctor If you're a Doctor Who fan that wants to put ornaments on, yes, there's, there's usual stuff, Daleks and yes, and, and, and whatever. Yeah, and they're, they're all the uh, Teletubby Daleks as well. Yeah. To add. So they're nice bright colours with the reds yes. and reds and yellows and so forth but uh yes this is rather peculiar it's a doctor who 11th doctor t-shirt glass ornament <laughs> so so it's it's christmas bauble in the shape of a matt smith t-shirt <laughs> what what the <laughs> hell now obviously is that so that can, can you get a t-shirt as well so that you can wander around at christmas matching your christmas ornaments if you did that you're very one very sad individual i'm sorry <laughs> Um, yeah, it's bizarre. Now, um, this is coming in September this year. Um, so, and it says it's going to pre- if you pre-order now, and they will deliver to you in September. Uh, but uh, as this is this is Entertainment Earth bringing Hollywood home, uh, all the prices are in American dollars, so we haven't got any UK prices for this. So, this um, this Lymph Doctor T-shirt glass ornament is selling for eleven dollars ninety nine cents, which does I have seem to say, rather, having, a lot. having having taken the Piss out of this a bit. I don't actually quite like the K9 one. <laughs> you like? Oh, right. Okay. Well, yes, at least he doesn't like K9. The K9 one, um, which is temporarily out of stock, actually. Obviously, it's, it's a. Um, it's oh, a no, no, it's actually, it's actually two because there's a glass one as well. Ah, right. I'm looking at the uh, the blow mold ornaments. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> which... <laughs> why, why did you think my mind would go to my eyes would go to that one? <laughs> well,. Actually, I didn't read the whole thing. It's actually a four and a half inch blow mold ornament. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the um, now the actual the, the glass Christmas ornaments they all seem to be going well over ten dollars a piece. Now that K nine one that uh, Paul just mentioned there is going for sixteen dollars ninety nine cents. Yeah, which is in in stock now, so you can you can order that one out if you want to. Um, but some of the other ones we've got here. Um, one of the, the I think you've got obviously you've got a TARDIS. That's that's a blow mold um ornament again. Um yeah. that's coming out in September. That's going for five dollars ninety-nine cents. Um all the Dalek ones well they all seem to differ in price again, don't they? You've got uh, a blue Dalek, which is a two and a half inch fig figural ornament they call it, that's five dollars ninety-nine cents. Then you've got the red Dalek blow mold, Christmas ornament, again five dollars ninety-nine cents. Then oh, the you... red red Dalek one. Did he say he's hot off the truck? Oh, is <laughs> the it? Oh, of July. Yes, excellent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the five-inch yellow um, drone Dalek that is sixteen dollars ninety-nine cents. That's coming out this month, apparently. But it's available for pre-order. Right, that must be glass, then. Mustn't it, it must be. Now, there's another weird one as well. This one is a um, Doctor Who Doctor and Screwdriver figural ornament two-pack. This yeah. is selling for nine dollars ninety nine cents. Uh, available for pre order. That's why it's coming in stock in September. It'll be now, hot off the truck in off the truck in September. Now this is a Lymph Doctor Sonic Screwdriver ornament and a Lymph Doctor like full like yeah. a fig, figure ornament as well. But it's the same size as the screwdriver, right. and it's a really bizarre looking pack, really. Surely, like the Doctor and Clara, perhaps, if you're going to do a figural ornament. 
Although having seen the moulds of Clara on yeah. certain different other figures, they may well have been wise not to. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, now, actually, there is one. Uh, oh, she got the Doctor Who Starry Night Inside Painted Glass Ball Ornament, which is temporarily out of stock at the moment. Yeah. And basically, that's, yeah, that's, that's thirty-two dollars. Yes, indeed, thirty-one dollars ninety-nine cents, and that is the. Uh, the uh, what's I call it? The Vince Van Gogh painting, isn't yeah. it, of the TARDIS exploding? So yeah. that, that's what that one is. Uh, but then you have also got a Doctor Who TARDIS blue Christmas stocking. But that is also temporarily out of stock. But if you want to uh, order it, they'll deliver when available. That is fifteen dollars ninety nine cents. So you can get a Christmas stocking for the same price as a glass ornament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a, another TARDIS one as well. It's a four and a half inch TARDIS, another figural ornament as they call it here. Uh, again, uh, out of stock. That is seventeen dollars ninety nine cents. So they do seem to vary wildly in price. These things, um, maybe both look identical, really, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm. What the difference is, I'm not sure. No, no. I mean, they, they've got a two D printed ornament gift box as well, which is I think it's got a dial of Cyberman, Sonic screwdriver, TARDIS, and a, and a Doctor Who logo, and then that's selling for nineteen dollars ninety nine cents, which is in yeah. stock at the moment. So yeah, it's um. Well, really, it's just a load of festive shite, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is, but, but, but if you're a Doctor Who fan. I mean, I'm really a do- I, people... Paul, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 don't tend to, I, don't, I don't tend to have a Christmas tree, so there's, <laughs> there's little point in me buying it. That's I true. That's true. <laughs> um, what actually got me was, was when you look at their more their store, if you go outside the Doctor Who. Oh, theme, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And you find Walking Dead figures. Yes, what says Christmas more? <laughs> Walking Dead. <laughs> you could also get a South Park Mr. Hanky plush ornament to hang on your tree as well. <laughs> and the other one was the Kiss Star Child. <laughs> yes, you can hang Paul Stanley from your Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, God. It's bizarre. There must well be a market for it, but I don't quite understand. No, me neither. We, me neither. That is very, very peculiar. So, so, he's even got a guitar as well, that Paul Stanley. <laughs> of course, it'd be silly if it didn't. <laughs> uh, we also got a uh, Firefly Serenity Ship Christmas ornament as well. Yeah. That's not coming till November this year, though, but... Uh... <laughs> We're still getting it. It's it's good. It's going to be there before Christmas. Don't worry. Oh yes, indeed. But uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> enough of this. Enough of this. We've got we've got a uh, we've, we've got a lot to do now. We've got a lot to do. So anyway, um, coming up very very shortly is our little Matt Smith retrospective. So for another week, then that was the news. Okay, everybody. Well, now we're going to sort of have our little Matt Smith retrospective, and we're sort of trying to sort of come up with some sort of structure for how, how we're going to go through this. So, um, but obviously, um, what we're going to sort of try and do here is sort of go from when he was announced in the role, uh, the sort of try and remember sort of our reaction to it, fans' reactions um, when he we first saw him on screen, and sort of basically try, sort of praise it down for, through his tenure in the role as well, go through our favourite episodes, our favourite Matt Smith moments, and our least favourite Matt Smith moments as well, if, if we've got any, of course. Um, I've also got some listener feedback as well. I mean, thank you very much, everybody who has contributed. Um, we will be reading out as as, um, as much as we can, really. 
Yes. So, uh, so we got tweets and um, and, uh, and and email e- email feedback. E- emails is the word he's looking for. Though. It was indeed. It was indeed emails. There we go. There we go. Um, Fax, telegrams. Yes. Semaphore. Carry a pigeon. <laughs> Smoke signals. <laughs> right. Okay. So. Um, I think really, but that, let's start off with um, Matt Smith when he was announced in the role, and well, that sort of came in January two thousand nine, and sort of pretty much straight off the back of David Tennant leaving. It, it was a, a really quick turnaround to find out who who the new Doctor's going to be. Yeah, the BBC did really did a oh suddenly you're going to find out who it is, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a special Doctor Who confidential at the time. I remember that <laughs> Doctor Who confidential. Uh, yeah, on BBC One, it was sort of got prime time um, slot on on, B, on the BBC, and um, and lo and behold, Matt Smith was was announced as the eleventh Doctor. But I think it's probably worth uh, sort fooling of fooling everybody. Yes, it did because I think it's probably worth going through the people who were touted at the, at the time to take on the role. Now, I think that the hot favourite at the time was Patterson Joseph, um, who I must admit I was kind of hoping was going to take on the role, because I think he would have been quite good, to be honest. But, but, but the other names who put us along with him was David Morrissey, uh, Sean Pertwee, James Nesbitt, Russell Tovey, no, just no, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, now, I hope I'm pronouncing this guy. You this didn't guy. say no, just no, did you? Just, no, <laughs> you had a, no. a fault there. <laughs> I'd have thought Catherine Zeta-Jones, but no, I think there's, there's too much baggage comes with, with her, actually, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, now, I hope I'm pronouncing this, this guy's name correctly because uh, i always have trouble uh, chetty chetty was it chetty were edgy for actually i think i pronounced that right robert carlo and and billy piper there's always billy piper always gets announced doesn't she as as is as, as in the running to play the doctor <laughs> yes she did when capaldi took over didn't she probably i mean yeah, the point the point is bookmakers will offer odds on it because yeah. they think someone will bet on it so exactly I and mean, well, once they start offering odds then Newspapers report that as news. Yes, they do. They do. Yes. Unfortunately, yes, it's a rather sad state of affairs, isn't it? But uh, now, I remember um, at the time there was an immediate reaction to, to to Matt Smith being announced, and it wasn't that favourable, was it? Well, it was just who is he? It He's was. too young. How's yeah. he gonna? How's he gonna portray? How's he going to portray the doctor? Because I mean, that, that, let's be perfectly honest there. He came in off the on off the back of probably one of Doctor Who's most successful periods. Yeah. With David Tennant. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know we've we've got we've been critical, and I think a lot of people have been very critical um, since I think about David Tennant's uh, time in the TARDIS. But let's not beat around the bush here. It was in, insanely popular. Yeah, when he took and, over, and I think I think there was a feeling then that if they was going to do something, they might go go a different way and they bring in a an older actor because a younger actor wasn't going to be able to compete with in term in tenant shadow. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So you'd have to be someone totally different, and then it sort of then it became Matt Smith, and you're just sort of thinking, well, actually, this is someone who's even younger. I know, indeed. Um, no, I know. it's not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be difficult. It is gonna be difficult. But um, but what what was what was your opinion at the time? Because I mean, the, you had these initial things coming up because it was oh he's ugly, and you've got people saying I'm not gonna watch it anymore because he's ugly. Which I mean, okay, you, we you, have the same form with the podcast, don't we? That's, we do that's indeed. Why, that, yeah. That's why it's audio only. <laughs> Precisely. Yes, we do have faces for radio. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what? No, what, I mean, it, what yeah, yeah. It, what was it your was, thought? 
it was just a, a bit of a... I mean, it was actually the fact that he was slightly odd-looking that mm. actually sort of intrigued me more than anything. Yeah. And, he, and because you didn't know what he was, what he was going to be like, it was, it, there was a real sense of, I can't actually... I have no idea. There's no way I can prejudge what this Doctor's going to be like. No, no. I think that I think that's the same for me as well. And then people it, managed to. Oh, that people, <laughs> people. Well, we'll come on to that later. We'll say people do manage to form opinions on the very slightest bits of um, news or evidence, don't they? Or so-called yeah. evidence, I should say. Um, and I've definitely not seen him in the other things he'd done. The limited other things he'd done. Yeah, well, I, I had seen him in, in the Ruby and the Smoke series that, um, or the couple of sort of one or. Couple of special things that Billy Piper did, uh, but um, but again, I forgot he was in it. To yeah. be honest, I, I didn't really sort of have any any opinion on Matt Smith at all, and I think pretty much like you, it was sort of he's an unknown quantity. But for me, that it, that made it more interesting. Yeah, and as you say he is a he is an odd looking bloke, Matt Smith. He has got a very strange face, um, but I think that's that's what sort of intrigued me at the time. Yeah, totally. It, it just was the fact that it was a, oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like that. Was, oh, let, right. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, indeed. Um, but then, you know, as as sort of time time went on and we started seeing like set photos and everything, um, I mean, what was your reaction when you, you saw the first time there was that set photo from... Um, I always re- misremember these, so you have to refresh my memory again, Paul. With the the Angels two parter from his first series, yeah, uh, which I have for Time of oh, Angels it, and it was, it was, Flesh yeah, and was, Stone, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think it was was it actually? Yeah, whether, whether, yeah, that, that was the two. Yeah. So, but there, there and was, whether it was from the beginning of beginning or the end of it, I wasn't quite sure which the photos came. I think that was actually photos that was from the end of Flesh and Stone, isn't it, when she's waiting to be taken or back to... Yeah, I think... No, 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 because there there were the photos of River Song um, in an evening gown. Oh, right. So, um... So yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, um, but any, anyway, people were looking at the, these photographs, and I mean, what did you make of the, the costume that they picked for him? The you know the tweed look, because I must admit, at the time I thought, well, is that it? Did not very stylized, did it? And I think that was the, the the problem, possibly with even if you sort of look at even Eccleston's look, it was stylized with the with the black leather jacket. Tennant's look was very stylized. Yeah, but to well. a certain extent. We sort of complained about the over-stylisation of Doctor's outfits. It yeah. was it was enough. It was an odd enough. Again, something that you just thought, okay, I'm not quite sure about that. Not no. obvious. No, exactly. I think I think that was the thing because I thought you there, there was there was a thought of are they trying too hard to make the young actor look old? Hmm. But no, it's, it's it it you know when you saw him in action. In that outfit, you thought, no, it, it suits his doctor. Mm. It, it does work. Um, yeah. But then, of course, during the course of the filming, there was a lot of speculation on, on forums, and obviously you've got things like Gallifrey Base, etc., etc. And I think this is where the infamous sound clip came from, from Victory of the Daleks, uh, which then made people immediately make up their minds that Matt Smith is going to be terrible as the doctor because he can't act. Based yeah. on one line of dialogue, which was, well, apparently, was, which was a, a rehearsal. He was trying to figure out the way how to say this line, and the line was, "If if 
those of you who can't remember or didn't listen to this, it's basically Matt Smith saying the line, I'm the Doctor and you are the Daleks. Yeah. And, yeah, people made up their minds. They didn't like the way he read the line and they said, he's an awful actor. The, the show's ruined and immediately the, the backlash started, didn't it? And it's just, yeah, because people had nothing else to base it on. I, mean, I know. It really uh, was just such out from the left field. And I think that there was a lot of resentment at the time, um, if resentment's the right word, of David Tennant leaving the role. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, as far as they were concerned, you know, they were um, convinced that David Tennant was, he was their doctor. Yeah. You know, and they weren't going to accept any substitutions. Really. I know that this has gone through the whole history of, of of the show, hasn't it? From Hartnell right up to, to Matt Smith. You've always got people saying, oh, no, no, I can't watch it. I don't like this this new actor in the role. and then, But then something might just sort of win them round. And I think Matt Smith had a lot of um, winning around to do, didn't he? Yeah. And it, it was a, probably the hardest person to follow from probably Tom Baker. I think so. I think I think you're absolutely right there. Absolutely right. Um, and at least Peter Davison came into it with some sort of reputation. Indeed. But again, I think that, that didn't do Peter Davison any favours because people just saw him as Tristan Farnan. Yeah. I mean, that was that, I think that was the problem. But as we, as we said with Matt Smith, he didn't have any such baggage, did he? No. And I think there was a lot of it, actually, that people couldn't turn around and say, see, I told you who the next Doctor was going to be. <laughs> I don't think anybody predicted it. No, nobody guessed that one, did they? Uh-huh. Absolutely not, absolutely not. So it was almost the case of, oh, well, he can't be, because I, d- I didn't think he was going to be the Doctor, so he can't no. be the Doctor. So, so it's obviously a wrong choice. Obviously, obviously. So um, anyway, as the months went by, we got to um, New Year's Day 2011, and we saw the first glimpse of Matt Smith in the TARDIS. Fingers, lots of fingers, ears, yes, eyes, two nose, and I've had worse, chin, blind, hair. I'm a girl. No. No. I'm not a girl. No. I'm still not ginger. And something else. Something important. I'm, I'm, I'm... Crashing! So what did we think of that? Because obviously this come he, he sort of popped up at the very last sort of seconds of a mm, how can I put it? A not very well regarded last episode for David Tennant, yeah. was it? Yeah. Um, the, the, the the previous crew, shall we say, did their best to give him a give him a, a chance, didn't they? <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Um by actually making it like a case of oh thank God that's over. <laughs> now I, I I think though that sort of few seconds that he had, I uh, I think that just sort of completely lifted the end of what was quite a mawkish and sentimental episode, an overly mawkish and sentimental. Yeah. End of episodes. 
uh, come off the back of a not a very good story anyway. You know, and I, I mean, I must admit, I mean, I, I thought David Son, you know, he was a good doctor. Yeah, you know, he had, his, he had his bad moments as well, but I think yeah. he he was good. And, 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 you know, blue. yeah, uh, but I think it would have been possibly nice to have seen him do at least one more series with Moffat as, as producer and showrunner. Yeah, it would have been. It just would have been interested to see what where, where he would have taken Tennant's Doctor, but obviously no, that wasn't. He decided to leave at the same time as RTD, so we got a new showrunner um, and a new Doctor all, all at the same time, and. Because we didn't have very long to wait after that, did we? No. We didn't have very long to wait at all. And, well, then we got 11th Hour, which everyone re- regards, really, as probably the best introduction to a new Doctor. And probably the hardest. Well, yeah, because... I mean, other, You other... start with nothing, really. It's a clean slate, isn't it? Yeah, completely. But you've got to... I mean, and it, it is. I mean, for, for all you say about can say about Moffat and his writing it has to be said it was a brilliant I think personally a brilliant idea of how do you, how do you get a relationship between your two characters mm. and a long lasting relationship between your two characters when you're introducing them at the same time indeed um, I mean everything changed about I mean let's, let's, let's go for it you've got a new doctor um, so we've got a new actor in the role as well new companion you've got a new TARDIS as well, you've got a new showrunner. Uh, you've got a complete. I don't. Know, I, I'm assuming a lot of the production team changed as well. You've got a new set of uh, producers as well. Um, it really was a, a massive departure and probably a big gamble by the BBC to have a complete yeah. change across the board. Um, but I, 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 I tend to, you know, I don't tend to agree. I do 100% agree that it is probably the best introduction to a Doctor we've we've ever had. Yeah, just 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 from a point of view of how to do it. Yeah, um, and I think obviously I think that the for me the genius thing, and I think this is one thing they've they sort of kept going with Matt Smith's Doctor was the fact that how good Matt Smith is acting opposite children because yes. you, you had that scene at the at the um, at the at the, the table when he's eating the fish fingers and cuss with with uh, Kate in Blackwoods. Funny. Am I good? Funny's good. What's your name? Amelia Pond. Oh, that's a brilliant name. Amelia Pond. Like a name in a fairy tale. Are we in Scotland, Amelia? No, I had to move to England. It's rubbish. So what about your mum and dad, then? They're upstairs. I thought we'd have woken them by now. Don't have a mum and dad. Just an aunt. I don't even have an aunt. You're lucky. I know. So your aunt, where is she? She's out. And she left you all alone? I'm not scared. Of course you're not. You're not scared of anything. Box falls out of the sky, man falls out of the box, man eats fish custard. And look at you. Just sitting there. So you know what I think? What? Must be out of a scary crack in your wall. Yeah, I just think that it's, it's a it's a really really well acted scene, and it's fortunate they found a really good actress in Caitlin Blackwood as well. Yeah, and they they do play off each other well. They, they do, they really do, and um, and I think that's probably one of my only regrets that Matt Smith wasn't given a chance 
to have at least a couple of stories with, with Caitlin Blackwood travelling in the TARDIS with him? I suspect it's just too... Uh, in this day and age, a man taking a young girl it's, away it's, to travel... It's, it's, a, it's a very sad state of affairs, really, because yeah. it because I think the whole thing about Matt Smith's time in the TARDIS, it was very fairy tale like wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't think... I think that would have fitted. I think the whole thing of, of young Amelia Pond's just sort of going off with the Doctor on a couple of adventures, it would have been very, very fairy tale. It would have suited that perfectly, I, th- I, th- I feel, anyway. Yeah, it, it, but it's, it's just the don't go off with strangers, isn't it? <laughs> it is, really, the, yeah. That is the, the yeah. How, how do you tell your children that when they're watching... If they're watching, watching. a girl go off and have marvellous adventures with this kind man. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's totally impossible. But I know what you mean. It would have been it, uh, interesting. It would have been interesting. But I just think it's sad now that, you know, um, you're immediately, uh, how can I put it, labelled some sort of deviant if you so much as sort of, you know, ask a kid if they're all right, if they're crying or something. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a very it's society's a very sad state, you know, sad state of affairs, and um, I think it's it's awful that you you can't actually. I know we're going wild off topic here. I just think it's re- it's really bad if you see a kid fall over, and they're crying on the floor. You can't pick them up. Yeah, you can't pick them up and say, "Are you all right?" Because immediately it's sort of like, "Oh, it's assault." Um, it's just it's just so sad. It's really sad. But um, anyway, it, as you say, it it does tie into what what you said. About it, it, it probably wouldn't have fitted really, but I think it would have been a good, it would have been a nice little experiment anyway. If there'd have been some way they could have done it and had um, a either parent and child go with him, mm. it may have that it could have worked that way. It could have done. It could have done. But yeah, no, certainly not the way that Amelia was written. No, that's right. So, unless they'd actually brought her aunt in as a as a main character, well, they could they could have done, yeah, they could have done. But there there was an awful lot of characters in that first episode uh, in the Eleventh Fair, which you thought could possibly just go off with the Doctor, or you thought could be recurring characters, um, and they weren't really. It was only sort of Amy and Rory that sort of that yeah. well, did sort of re- become recurring characters. I thought the uh, Annette Crosby's character was going to play a bit more of an important role. Um, and she didn't. No, really. You know that that was it. Just that just that one episode. But um, Bayon says um, that episode was was the best introduction to the to the to his doctor. But as um, people sort of, they, sometimes they they take a while to to warm up to to a new interpretation of the, of of, um, of of the actor's interpretation of of, of, of the role. So what did you? What what was the point where Matt Smith became you accepted him as the doctor? What was the the, 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 um, the turning point for you? I think to be honest, it having watched it, yeah, I totally like the episode at that mm. stage. Um, when you get to the end of it and you get to the the bit where he's then obviously you get the the thing to the fan where he's then going through the the hospital picking up clothes and whatever. Mm. Which is obviously the the most common way now seems to be for a doctor <laughs> to get his first costume. Yeah, um, and goes onto the roof, and you get that whole bit of the that speech, which actually isn't is is reasonably cheesy. Mm. But the fact at the end of it, you're not. Think- I wasn't thinking 
oh, this is this has gone a bit too over the top on this. Probably said that he'd actually taken the had got the role for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can, um, I can see why people were, were sort of sold on that one. Come on, then. The doctor will see you now. <laughs> No, but I've put a lot of work into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Is this world important? Important? What's that mean, important? Six billion people live here. Is that important? Here's a better question. Is this world a threat to the Atraxi? Well, come on, you're monitoring the whole planet. Is this world a threat? Are the peoples of this world guilty of any crime by the laws of the Atraxi? No. Okay. One more, just one. Is this world protected? If you're not the first lot to have come here, oh, there have been so many. And what you've got to ask is. What happened to them? Hello. I'm the doctor. <laughs> Basically, run. I think for, um, for 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 me, when he sort of I sort of accepted him, the doctor was actually in the in the next episode was um, the beast below. Now I I really enjoyed the eleventh hour, and it's as I said, it's a fantastic introduction to the doctor. Um, I know people don't really sort of generally regard the uh, the beast below that that well, especially coming off the back of the eleventh hour, which was a really good story. But there, there was there's the one bit in the beast below and it's the, at the end when the doctor discovers what the human race had done to that space whale yeah and it's it's his reaction to that i think it, that's that's the bit that sort of when he, he you don't see the sort of like the i could have put the wacky doctor there is a, a serious darker side to him and it's when he says that you know he, first of all he has a go at amelia saying you don't you don't make that decision for me when she sort of elects to sort of um save him making you know from yeah making this the decision of, of how to what to do about the, the space well solve solve the, the mystery about it um and immediately said right i'm after this i'm taking you back you're going back home and he was absolutely disgusted um with the mean he's disgusted with the human and when he's when he says you know about the thing you can't after after today you i you i cannot be called doctor anymore yeah and he said, nobody human has got anything to say to me today. And it's when he gets angry like that, and I thought, yep, yeah, you, you are definitely the Doctor. I voted for this. Why would I do that? Because you knew if we stayed here, I'd be faced with an impossible choice. Humanity or the alien. 
You took it upon yourself to save me from that. That was wrong. You don't ever decide what I need to know. I don't even remember doing it. You did it. That's what counts. I'm... I'm sorry. Oh, I don't care. When I'm done here, you're going home. Why? Because I made a mistake. One mistake. I don't even remember doing it. Doctor! Yeah, I know. You're only human. What are you doing? The worst thing I'll ever do. I'm going to pass a massive electrical charge through the Starwell's brain. Should knock out all its high functions, leave it a vegetable. The ship will still fly, but the whale won't feed it. That'll be like killing it. Look, three options. One, I'd let the Starwell continue in unendurable agony for hundreds more years. Two, I kill everyone on this ship. Three, I murder a beautiful, innocent creature as painlessly as I can. And then I, I find a new name, because I won't be the doctor anymore. There must be something we can do some other way. Nobody talked to nobody. No man has anything to say to me today! And it, it was just done differently to how um, David Tennant would have done it. Yeah. Because I think David Tennant would have gone a little it, bit OTT with it. But I think he just pitched it. Matt Smith pitched that, that whole scene Matt, Matt, perfectly. For me, Matt Smith getting angry is just a quick explosion. Yes. T- Tennant, you get the sort of eyes start bulging. The, the, the teeth start Gritting, yeah. don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas um, suddenly he's. I mean, the other bit um, where he does that well is in Flesh and Stone, where he's trying to talk Amy is through the to where they are by using the communicator as a yeah. home device to them. And River Song turns around and and basically says, "That's never going to work." And he just turns around and says, "Well, what have you got?" Yeah. That he's, you know. That just comes from nowhere because he's just quietly trying to confidently talk Amy through. And she says that, and then it just suddenly turns around, and it's, oh, okay, right, fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I liked about, and, he, and they kept that in all the way through his three, um, his three series. Yeah, that quick to, quick to, not I say quick to, would you say quick to anger would be the best description. Yeah, flared anger, wasn't it? And yeah, and then it, then he'd almost sort of calm down again and. Yeah. control of himself very quickly afterwards but it just was that you sort of suddenly got this oh right okay yeah you're not supposed to be taking the mickey out of him you're not supposed to be yeah he's, this, he's is, not... this is this is not just a fun person no exactly it's not like fun and games and he's like acting yeah. the, the, the the fall and, and, and things like yeah. that but um but yeah i think they i think for, for his first series for me I thought he was utterly superb and i thought a lot of the writing in that series was was good as well because you had um things like amy's choice which I know was yeah. more, of, more of a Karen Gillan-led episode, but um, his interaction with the Dream Lord, yeah, with Toby Jones, I thought was was they, they were the Maxim and Toby Jones really bounced off one another, yeah. During that, I'm, I thought that really, really good. That the thing actually saying about while we're talking about Matt Smith bouncing off of other people, yeah. Matt Smith actually does form very good partnerships with people yes. in just little scenes all the way through. You've got that in Amy's Choice. I mean, actually, some of the scenes with um, Arthur Darvel, mm. actually, them two, probably even more than with Karen Gillan, them two actually play, play off each other because there's always they play that tension between them so well. 
yeah, there's a slight antagonism yeah. from Rory towards the Doctor. And resentment. Resentment, yeah, yeah indeed. And that, as you're absolutely, yeah, I completely agree that it's so going, well acted. It yeah. really is. Even then going through to something from Series 7, like A Town Called Mercy, where you had um, his one-on-ones, and I've forgotten the character's name now. I can remember the actor's name, Adrian Scarborough. But Adrian Scarborough, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the actor's well, yeah. name, but yeah. When you've just yeah, you've got, the, got their sort of little almost between the two between the bars of mm. the cell you know yeah some very... of those scenes are just i think brilliant I think and i think so, that's yeah. what he did really well was actually just the quiet conversations with people well of course i mean not only that i mean he also got a couple of well i was going to say a couple but he got his first big speech didn't he in um in, at the end of series five when he's addressing the alien fleet Hello, Stonehenge! Who takes the Pandorica takes the universe. But bad news, everyone! Because guess who? Ha! They sent you lot, you're all whizzing about. It's really very distracting. Could you all just stay still a minute? Because I am talking! Now, the question of the hour is, who's got Pandorica? Answer, I do. Next question, who's coming to take it from me? Come on! Look at me. No plan, no backup, no weapons worth a damn. Oh, and something else I don't have. Anything to lose. So, if you're sitting up there in your silly little spaceship with all your silly little guns, and you've got any plans on taking the Pandorica tonight, just remember who's standing in your way. Remember, every black day I ever stopped you. And then, and then, do the smart thing. Let somebody else try first. Um, and that sort of became sort of like a, a mainstay of his character, wasn't it? Sort of giving the, the, the addressing everybody. Because you had a lot of that. Again, you sort of more or less had that with... In the in the the time of angels and flesh and stone again, when he sort of talks about the the, the one thing you should never put into into a trap. Yeah, me. I actually quite yeah. prefer that to to the Pandora opens one, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, um, watching watching it again, it it just is a bit too. It's actually, actually I can imagine Tennant giving that speech more than him, to be honest. Yeah, in, yeah, I know what you mean. It had that sort of feeling to it. It was, it wasn't quite. I didn't think necessarily his doctor. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I've just, just literally just played that speech. It dropped this into the, into the, into the conversation there. But, um, but I think that's what that that sort of set up his doctor. He, he was, he would. I think that was the whole thing about his his time in the TARDIS, um, especially for the. His first and second series, they were sort of building his character up to take on the whole armies and fleets of ships and stuff, and then that was sort of proved to be his undoing. Yeah, I, it, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was following on from from ten, where Tennant's character was going to being obviously what was said the lonely god, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, and that was taking it to that extent that he was also the person people feared. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But obviously, but during the course of series five, when it got into series six as well, um, with Matt Smith, I think he made the show more popular. 
Do you, do you, do you think that's the case? Because I think I think at that point it, it got really really massive, and it got bigger, especially abroad in the states. I think yeah. it was it was Matt Smith who cracked the USA with Doctor I mean, Who. It may well, I mean, in all things, be just a question of timing. But well, was... I, I think Tennant was slowly building. I mean, there's always been a fan yeah. base in in North America, and yeah. I think Tennant had, had, had really built on that and made it popular. But I th- Tennant made it insanely popular in the UK, but I think not to the extent that Matt Smith did um, in 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 North America. I really don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. But you know, you you just wonder whether that was just whether had Tennant had another year, whether that would have still have happened. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily. I'm not quite sure where the attraction to Smith over Tennant would have come to an American audience. I don't think it became more an American show or anything. In fact, it probably became more of a an English show, I think, with Smith. Well, yeah, I think they, they sort of... I, mean, I don't know I don't know if Matt Smith's an, an eccentric person or not, but I think they, they played up the English or British eccentricities a lot. Yeah. Um, once once it sort of did become more popular, as you, well, you so say. This you know, the, well, just, just from the... If you're going to go to the costume, the bow tie and tweed. Oh, God, yeah. Particularly. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, um, I mean, that's what became his, his look. But I, I did like the fact that they, it was probably at Matt's own insistence, really, that he wanted his costume to evolve. And so, so come the end, you got the, the purple frock coat. Yeah, and I mean, instead, it's never, you know, it's always been one of those things is why should the, the doctor always be in the same clothes? Indeed. And it, the companions have a chance to change, so why wouldn't he? Well, wouldn't exactly, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd like, I like the fact that he did evolve the costume, and I know a lot of people didn't when it came in; they didn't like it. But I, um, for me, it's going back to the older. I'm, I'm, I'm being like the, the, the older fan here, sort of. It's going back to the the classic Doctor costume, isn't it? Slightly odd Edwardian looking. Do you, do you know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah. Like you, you've got the frock coat look back again and and I've always thought I've always in, in, and, and something you know, that he could get away with you couldn't have yeah. seen Eccleston wearing that or Tennant no for that matter definitely not but I like the fact that Matt Smith, he put so much into into the role and he did sort of live and, and, and breathe it and he the amount of publicity he did for it as well and they all yeah. did to be honest you know they all yeah um I mean that I mean give it I mean everyone an example that that time we went to the convention in Cardiff. I mean, he was everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah, he was doing. He's doing like the the, the state, the, the stage Q and A. Um, he was doing the, the press Q and As as well, autographs, photos. Um, he'd come back in the auditorium to watch the the series seven trailer as well. He was he was just everywhere, wasn't he? Um, but he he gave the fans what they what they wanted. Yeah, I mean, he he was particularly a. And good ambassador for the show, I have to oh, say that. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, he he really felt got what the audience wanted from the show. Yeah. And carried it forward. Yeah, definitely. Now, we, we've, we've gone through, vague sort of touched on Series 5, but um, Series 6, his second yeah. series. Now, I had a lot of problems with that particular series. Uh, there was a, not a lot I liked in there. It's it There's was that, really Moffat trying to do something different, wasn't it? Yeah, and I don't. For me, it didn't. It didn't. He didn't pull it off. No, really. And 
I think really that is kind. He, te- of, he tested I, the waters with five series five, didn't he? And the and the Kraken, yeah, which which worked, I think, it, really yes, well that, because it was subtle and it didn't really. In most of the episodes, it really was a secondary thing. Or, it, uh, I mean, even in um, Flesh and Stone, it worked well mm. because it gave you an answer to the problem without the Doctor having to sacrifice himself. Yeah, that's it. But I think I think that the, the problem for me, and it ruined the character for me with, with Series 6, was they made... It was really River Song was the whole plot arc. For, and, yeah. I, and I think once you found out who she was, and I think that was a little bit hokey as well, that she was aiming Rory's daughter, I think. Oh, spoilers. I just ruined it for people who didn't know. Um, but I, I personally feel it, it was... It was improbable. I know we're talking about a yeah. show about time travel inside a police box, and you know, but um, I just found it improbable. It ruined the character because it took all the mystery out of out of out of her. Um, so I think the character of Song became less interesting. But a lot of people liked that show, and it brought a lot of younger fans, also I could put teenage fans to the show because it had like the doomed romance aspect to it. I suppose back to where we were towards the end with Tennant and Billy Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now I have to say from, from that, from that, from series six, it is the, the ones that are more standalone. Mm. are the ones that I tend to, yeah, to like Doctor's wife is utterly fantastic. And, And again, you've got that with Matt Smith and Saran Jones. Yeah. Again, it goes back to what you said about he forms very, very good partnerships with people. Yeah. And their interplay was fantastic. And and right at the very end, where it, when he, she said, "I want," to, I just want to say hello, and he start and he and she sort of dies, and Matt, Matt, Matt Smith sort of wells up. But again, it was very underplayed. Yeah. There was there was just like, sort of one shot, and then he turns around, don't it? Just no, of, doesn't have to say anything. No, he just sort of sniffs, doesn't he? Sort of like he's whole, he's whole, it's like he's trying to hold back. Yeah. Bursting out into tears, and then. Just sort of turns his back and, and then that's it. And I thought they're fantastic, but then you got um, things like the, the like the God Complex as well. well I, I, I think also um, the girl who waited. No, I have to say, I mean, the, even because I've actually rewatched the some of these for because we was going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, I actually quite like the three of Night Terrors, the girl who waited, and the God Complex. Now a lot of people don't like Night Terrors. Which I've never understood. No. When you think about a lot of, I mean, okay, I've got. <laughs> I'm now trying to think back to what our review was. Wild... Again, I'm going to find myself being one of them. But watching it again, no, well, I think I did like. It. I I rewatched all of series six before uh, we started with, you know, we're recording um, this evening, and there's still a lot I don't like. But I think what I probably missed out on before was how Matt Smith lifted. A lot of it because I, I just didn't enjoy a lot of series six at all. I, I didn't like the story arc. I didn't know what they did with River Song. I found it incredibly annoying come the end. And I think I missed out on what a great job Matt Smith was doing all, all the way through it. Yeah, I mean, even if you take obviously of of the non arc ones, the Curse of the Black Spot. Yeah, it's still yes, that is supposed to be pantomime, and yeah, he gives it a full over-the-top performance on that. Yeah. 
but because it was meant to be pantomime, it wasn't meant to be a you know a serious story. No, and he did that quite well. I mean, we're necessarily my favourite episode by a long shot, but mm. you can still see that he was it was it was giving him a different a- angle to play. Yeah, and he went to town with it. Yeah, I thought it was actually. I mean, it was really great all the way through it. I mean, it's um, it's probably ta- it's a shame it's taken me this long to realise what a good job he did through that because I, I couldn't get past the whole plot arc thing um, in, in Series 6. But um, by the time we get to Series 7, his, his third and last series, um, well, really, that that is, to, to my mind, because they're, they're so... Because you had the... Again, you had the... Um, the, the, the series break in the, in the middle of the run. And really, I mean, to my, I think we said this at the time, it really should have been labelled Series 7 and Series 8. Yeah. Not Series 7A and Series 7B. They, they were far too different. To Wildly be. different in tone, weren't they? Completely different. Yeah. Um, but again, I thought he, he was... He carried a lot of the... There were some bad episodes when the ponds were still there. Which I think at the yeah. time we probably said we kind of liked, but on reflection, sort of watching it now, the pair of three, which I think at the time I said I, I liked, um, it's not that great <laughs> at all, really. Is it's it? just got no story. It has is the problem. There's nothing to it. Um, there's what... only there's only one I think in terms of only one saving grace of the pair of three is just the bit when he turns around and says, "When did you drop the left bridge?" Yeah, and that is, and you realise obviously. Who that character is? That's yeah. That's that, thing that is probably the only saving Christ there. I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, things like dinosaurs on a spaceship isn't that great either. It, it really isn't. Um, it's it's enjoyable enough mm. if you take it for what it is. But I think as as an episode of Doctor Who, I don't think it re- it's really sort of you know cuts the mustard to coin a phrase. You know, I, I've rewatched a town called Mercy, and I mm. actually really enjoyed that. I must have more we... than I did the first time. Yeah, even. yeah. I think there's. A... But I said that it's Matt Smith who saves a lot of it. Um, but by the time we we yeah. we get to the the snowman Christmas special, uh, I thought he was brilliant in that. It was it was it was back to form again. Yeah, for me with the snow because you had the whole Clara mission. I know people haven't really taken to Clara yet either, but um, I I like the pair. I like I like their interaction. To be honest, I like. Uh, Jenna Coleman and Matt Smith together. They do work. It would have been nice to have seen how they developed yeah. and whether and whether Clara could have been given. The problem with Clara is she just became too much of a plot device. She did. She, she, in, her, she in her own right was the plot device rather than being the companion. Yeah. And it would have been good to have seen if she could have taken on the companion role to him. Because I think she was, yeah, again, they, they bounced off each other really well it's difficult to find somebody he didn't really bounce off well though, that's isn't true it? yeah I, I, I mean i like the fact they try to do something different with with the campaign by making them you know the sort of like the the, the focal point of the of the story arc or whatever you want you want to you want to put it but um i think it sort of stopped from becoming a proper full-on companion i think you're going to get that now with capaldi's doctor definitely we hope yeah we hope yeah i think there's this, this she's going to be like a, a, a proper companion now but um yeah well hopefully i mean that that should have run her her story you'd have thought as as has run its course in terms of yeah being the the plot arc exactly um 
But obviously, during the course of Series 7B, we have probably one of the most, um, along with um, <laughs> End of Time, Parts 1 and 2, you've got the Rings of Akerton in there. Now, this was... Um, I think we did, we gave it a bit of a rough ride when we reviewed it as well. A fifth memory yeah. serves me well. Um, but I, I, I just don't think it was aimed at us. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, now it, it's it's a very peculiar episode. It was written, I think, at the last moment, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was different enough. It was different. I mean, you know, and now, was, now this 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 is the, the one of the issues I've got with certain Doctor Who fans because they keep asking because they. Um, Joss Whedon did a, a very successful musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. These people now seem to think that every single popular episode should have a musical episode. Okay, so they keep hassling Moffat, are you going to do a musical episode of Doctor Who? Now, he says, no, it would be an absolute nightmare to do, blah, blah, blah. But I think the closest you're going to get to it is The Rings of Akerton. Yeah. And everybody hates it. <laughs> So I think it's a case of be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it just it just wasn't a, an episode that I liked. But but you do get another uh, Matt Smith big speech, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear them? all these people who lived in terror of you and your judgment? All these people whose ancestors devoted themselves, sacrificed themselves to you. Can you hear them singing? Oh, you like to think you're a god. You're not a god. You're just a parasite eaten out with jealousy and envy and longing for the lives of others. You feed on them, on the memory of love and loss and birth and death and joy and sorrow. So, so, come on then, take mine, take my memories. I hope you've got a big appetite, because I have lived a long life, and I have seen few things. I looked away from the last great time war. I marked the passing of the Time Lords. I saw the birth of the universe and I watched as time ran out. Moment by moment until nothing remained. No time, no space. Just me. I walked in universes where the laws of physics were devised by the mind of a madman. And I have watched universes freeze and creations burn. I have seen things you wouldn't believe. I have lost things you will never understand. And I know things, secrets that must never be told, knowledge that must never be spoken. Knowledge that will make parasite God's place. So come on, then. Take it. Take it all, baby. Have it. You have it all. Now, um, now, obviously, people have sort of got other 
most famously Colin Baker to to read that um, that particular speech out as well, which he did a bloody good job of actually, because it was it was sort of just sprung on him at a, at a convention. But um, I think Matt Smith really sold that that well because he was sort of um, the whole speech about it's really about sort of things he's seen that should never be seen. It was sort of like it was sort of the burden of who he is came out in that speech. Um, And it was almost like he was, he 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 wanted to offload that onto that space, that big parasite thing. Um, To me, that was one of the highlights of that particular story. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken a lot though. (laughs) It wouldn't. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But that's, that's, I think that sort of, proves what we were saying he can lift a bad or mediocre story yeah usually Usually. there's usually something worthwhile i mean as far as i think i say this as far as we're concerned yeah there's usually he can he does indeed indeed now um now before we sort of go any any further i think it's probably time to um because we're sort of we're at the end of series seven, and we're coming to the end of of Matt Smith's time, really. So, um, but before we get into our our favourite Matt Smith story and our least favourite Matt Smith story, and uh, and him saying goodbye, um, I think it's time we read out some of our um, audience feedback. Yes, actually, I think we've probably made our views reasonably clear on as to where we stand. I think so. I think so. So, what we'll do um, now? First of all, we um, we got some. Um, tweets as well, which you haven't seen, Paul. So I'll quickly, uh, quickly read these out. Now, first one we got from uh, um, one of our long-term followers on Twitter, Andrea Long. Um, hello, Andrea. Um, she says, um, "Awesome, Matt is awesome. Helped me through a difficult time in my life. I will always remember when the Doctor was him." So I think that's that's a, a theme a, a lot through because the next one um, come, uh, comes from. Um, now, the name of the person is called Thank You Matt Smith, actually. That's their Twitter handle. Um, so he's the best doctor ever. He helped me through a very bad time. And because of him, I met a lot of friends all over the world. Uh, now, I think that's probably a, a, a nice thing to say, actually, because um, it's, it's good that it's sort of the show sort of helps people get through and they sort of, they sort of pick up on his doctor. And he, and he is a um, sort of cheery sort of character, isn't he? Yeah, to be honest, and he's he's a very sort of cheerful sort of doctor, but as you say, he can have the the, the quick to fl- the angle flare. Um, yeah, but I think that's why people sort of have really um, sort of really latched onto him during his time and made him like really popular. Um, now I've got an- another couple of um, tweets actually. This is sort of message come from um, who, uh, who News actually. Um, so who uh, actually mostly should. I think a lot of people do follow. Our followers do follow Who News, and they also regularly um, advertise our. Um, re- they retweet our um, new episodes when they go out each week. So, so thank, thank you very much, chaps, for uh, getting us on board. And um, basically, they say that um, so my two pence is that Matt Smith, like Colin Baker, was a wasted doctor due to script quality. Uh, time of the doctor, utter dross until the last five minutes. At which point, poor Matt Smith gets some decent dialogue at last and then shines like a supernova. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I think that that's another thing that people said. He, he was a good good actor, but a lot of the scripts... And that, I mean, to me, that goes back to Series 6. Good actor, the scripts wasn't wasn't up to it. 
you know, but uh, but it's, it's everyone's personal opinion, isn't I was it? Ju- I was just trying to do too much. The scripts were trying to do too much. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So um, now we've got some uh, email feedback as well. So, right, do you want to kick off with the one from um, our, our sort of friends of the show, actually, and regular sort of contributors, Ian Todd from the Mondas podcast? Yeah, and he said, Matt Smith was a good doctor but will never be in my top three Doctors. I think the reason why season six, here we go, (laughs) and all the crazy plots, as a Doctor who is brilliant and drags stories along, but too many times you have to deal with the mental story arcs, and maybe if Tennant had the whole River Song weird storyline, people might not love him as much as they do. Just rewatch Day of the Doctor, and this highlights how funny and what a good Doctor he he was. But sadly, I think Moffat, etc. let him down. Imagine Matt Smith with RTD. Interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think uh, that basically sums up what we've been trying to say for the last hour. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we're going to disagree with that. I don't think last, so. I don't think so. Saying. Well, our next bit of feedback comes from this is a fantastic name, Nergi Grumpfuttuk. <laughs> Okay, and it said, um, okay, um, as someone who on the whole was not a David Tennant fan, I was all ready for a new Doctor. I got stupidly excited about a new Doctor at the best of times, but I was extra ready for this one. To start with, I think Matt Smith was lucky in that his opener was an absolute classic, but I fell in love with him instantly. Straight away for me, he had all the tools for a really great Doctor. He was odd, he was obviously smart, could talk and cajole people and could be grumpy and importantly for me, he could be a badass when he needed to be. That sort of paraphrase what we were trying to say. We were yeah. waxy lyrical about a minute ago. Uh, he was certainly more than uh, more alien than Tennant, though still not quite enough for my liking, hoping Capaldi fills that void, however. When I think about it, any gripes I have with Matt are more to do with the writing, not his portrayal. Even in the dodgier episodes, he was always watchable. I could turn slightly bad episodes into good ones by his performances. I was really hoping he would stay on the role for much longer, but at his age, it's no real surprise he wanted to move on. But in my mental pantheon of Doctors, he is close, if not top of the list of my favourite Doctors. Sad he's gone, but as I said at the start, I always get excited about a new Doctor. His hoping Capaldi is even better. I thought that was, that, that was uh, very yeah. succinctly put, actually. Very sort of um, yeah. well reasoned, and again, it comes back to the whole thing we were saying about he was let down by scripts, but he shone through. Uh, now, uh, next, next one from uh, Gareth Lloyd, isn't it, Paul? Yes. So, so Matt Smith. Now, for me, I don't think we saw his true potential. He was great and proved me wrong when he first when he's first announced, as I thought he was too young, but he absolutely grabbed the role. But for me, I thought his stories concentrated too much on Amy and Clara and the incidental characters at the expense of the Doctor. I would have liked Matt to have had more quiet and reflective moments, but when he was on fire, he really made the part his own. He was really good in the Sarah Jane episodes, and I would have loved to have seen RTD write some more stuff for him. Yeah. Now, I think, you... again, I think most people <laughs> seem to be against for Smith and against Moffat. Yes. And I that think, seems to yeah. be sort of coming through from some of the feedback we've had. Yeah, I think I think you're, you're, I think it's spot on. It's spot on. Now our next email. I, mean, I would I would say oh, on that. Yeah, yeah, I would say actually that that is quite a good point about the fact that it, it very much became Amy's show to the Doctor playing off of there. I mean, you get sort of obviously you have the girl who waited, Amy's choice, 
sort of episodes that richly she is the full point there. And Clara then became the plot arc. Yeah. So that you've also got River Song, as we said, became the main source of series six. Exactly. Yeah. So he did sort of try and sort of, I don't know. You had the whole thing about the doctor dying as well in series six, but um, yeah. yeah, it was, that was another, another thing. But anyway, um, our next um, email comes from a regular contributor on our, um, on our Who's He podcast Facebook group. And that's uh, Jeff Waddell. Um, I hope I pronounced your surname correct there, Jeff. Um, Jeff says, I like Matt Smith. I'd go as far as to say he's my second favourite portrayal of the Doctor after Tom, naturally. Uh, the 11th hour is by far the best introduction story for a new Doctor. I liked a lot of his run, but I don't think he fared that well with the writing. There's the recurring theme again, isn't it? Uh, brilliant Series 5, half-brilliant Series 6, average Series 7. And I honestly can't stand this finale. But, but he never failed to make the character watchable. I'd have happily watched another season with him, but knowing he was going, I wish he had went with the Ponds. And as much as I like him, bring on Capaldi. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's the, again, it's that recurring thing about it's about the writing that people feel that actually sort of let him, let him down. I actually think sometimes with Smith, actually, because he could do the, the jokey, the whatever... Yeah. It got written up a lot more for him. Yeah. And sometimes to the negative side of the show. Yeah. So I think probably he almost become a victim of, of his ability. I think so. Yeah. I think they sort of tried to um how can I put it? They they knew he could do the as we said, the, the big grand speeches and, and all that, and they, they got him to do that a lot, didn't they? And that but yeah. that sort of became like a I could have put like a crutch almost to lean on. Yeah, come the it, it's, it's sort of yeah, it sort of went between those and the sort of hand wringing. Oh, what am I going to do? Sort of. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, bits that perhaps didn't necessarily favour the Doctor that well. Yeah. Now we've also got well, we've got one last email. It actually comes in two parts. They sent us two emails, and this is from um, Arialon dot com. Okay, and. Um, Basically, go on to say, now, I'll, I'll read the first one. You can read the second one, Paul. Um, now, this is more critical of Matt Smith. So here we go. It said, um, Hurt did more and superior acting just over an hour total. McGann did more and superior acting just about half an hour total on telly. Capaldi did more and superior acting. Control to shock to humour within moments. Then, matronly Matt Simpering Smith did in full three years. Good rinse to rubbish acting and the arses that say they'll not watch it without uh, without it and welcome Dr. Capaldi, a true actor again. Okay. Now, you, there's um, a second email as well, if you'd like to go for that one, Paul. Yeah. Um, this is sort of looking... This is my response to your request, Smith versus Baker. When Dr. Baker is silly, even outrageous, it's hysterically funny. It endears me to him. Example, the reboss operation. He's in front of a firing squad... And just as he's about to be shot, he shouts, This must be a case of mistaken identity, and pulls a soldier in front of him to block the bullet in his place. He goes on with such silly antics, and I love it. But when Smith acts all silly, it's maddening to me. Why? I can only think it's because Baker also had the gravitas to pull off the heavy acting, serious, respect-demanding moments. And I just don't get that from Smith. He seems all whiny, more mouse than man. And maybe it's as silly as seeing Baker, or Hurt's, or, brackets, please, Moffat, Capaldi, as River's Doctor. The one she describes whole civilizations dreading. Someone manly, strong with death. But who can suddenly be a madman. 
both dreadful and comical. And I just don't get that with Smarmy Smith, whatever the case. So glad for still being able to see Baker in his prime, like water in the desert since Tennant left, and Capaldi, who seems more the Doctor in the silent photo than Smith in the entire series, promises more of the same. Hmm, so a completely um, radical view on on, uh, on Matt Smith there. Um, um, well, in, in our small <laughs> our small poll, which, which is rather small and can't be considered to be a reflective... No, it can't be, no. Um, it's, how can I put it? It's um, an opinion. It's different to our view. Different to our view. I don't agree with it. I don't but, agree with that view at all. But as I say, we wanted people's views and opinions, and we we got them. I mean, and, and if you're going to compare him to Baker, then how many are really going to? Well, they're stand not really going to, unless he meant uh, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't talk about the robots oh, operations. Yeah. I, I was, was going to say that probably would then really put Smith in his place if he's comparing <laughs> that's in the comparisons with Colin. Oh, no, oh, no, give Colin Baker his due. He, he is he is a good doctor. Again, he's yeah. another one. Another with one really let down bad, by, really yeah, down exactly. Scripts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see what he means. I mean, I, I again, I come back to to the fact that I think. Because Smith did the the hand wringing and the ooh, I don't know what I'm doing sort of doctor mm. well and the pulling faces, I think he got written that way, and the more it became like that, the more it became up. I mean if you look at stuff the earlier stuff, the um from series five, that wasn't mm. quite so prevalent. No, it wasn't. You, we've talked about the beast below, and I think that's a very much a um a harder Doctor, there definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah. So, as I say, he, he does turn on um, the, the the hard, you know, stuff when he wants to, you know. Yeah, and and time of angels and flesh and stone. Yeah, I think it's yeah when you get down to the you sort of the curse of black spot and yeah, now, those ones it becomes a bit more. Now, before we sort of I can um, understand that view of the of the the whiny doctor. A yeah, bit. yeah. Um, now, before we get onto the sort of Matt Smith's last. Um, last episode. What do you think is your favourite Matt Smith sto- um, episode? As in, my the favourite episode of, of his period, of or his... the fav- favourite episode of him? Of actually. him, of him. of him. Because this is this is about him, isn't it? So yeah. Um, what's what's your favourite? Or do you need to think about it more? <laughs> no, strangely, and it wasn't probably necessarily the one I would have. Thinking about it, mm. it wasn't probably the most obvious one I was going to say. Okay, I was thinking, it. I was thinking sort of in the terms of actually the beast below. Having watched that again is actually very good for him. Yeah, and I think there, I was thinking Big Bang. Okay, yeah. I think that works well as a small ensemble group, and yeah. obviously going through probably up until the point of dancing at the wedding. Yeah, I think works. But I'm actually having totally. We've we've been down on series six. <laughs> yes, okay. I find myself going for the God Complex. Okay. Uh, what's what's the reason for that? Just because through the most of that, I mean, from from the point you get the and the rooms have all have nightmares in them, mm. and he says about oh well that's that's broke the mood. <laughs> from that point on, it very much becomes a very serious. Doctor, yes, he and does, a doctor, yeah. and a doctor that's 
desperately trying to work out what's going on because he's to save people. I mean, and, and failing at some points. And even the scene where they get the Minotaur in, caught in the spa mm. and just the conversation, even that bit where he's interacting with that is brilliant, I think. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. I can understand that. It is one of the better episodes of Series 6, isn't it, anyway, and, regardless? And, yeah. and then, and even the bits where um, he leans into Gibbis mm. and says about the, your most, one of the most ancient races, and I thought it was because of your cowardice, but your cowardice is sly. Yeah. And evil and whatever. See, that's... that's... <laughs> What I mean about he can turn that on, he can turn on that because that way he did deliver that was quite threatening. Yeah, it, 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 it that's yeah, he can do it. That's what I'm that's what I'd say. He, I think and, he's, and he's again, it's just one actor. of those things where you just actually actually wasn't expecting him to do that. No, not at all, not at all. Um, I think my favorite episodes, um, because I was sort of thinking, um, again, I was sort of watching. Series six, I thought he is utterly fantastic in The Doctor's Wife, which is a well-written episode anyway. But I actually come back to the Pandorica Opens. Yeah. That's my favourite Matt Smith story. And it's nothing to do with the, the, the big speech or anything like that. I just like the fact that he's he's quite sort of fairly quiet and, and contemplating and trying to figure out the mystery. Yeah. And all the way through, he's, he's he thinks he's right. He thinks that he's got the weapon. And the way Matt Smith sells that he thinks he's got the upper hand and it's the look on his face at the at the end when he realizes that he's been trapped and the way that the sidemen are dragging him off to be locked in the pandorica and it's the panic he gets he gets put he tries to get across it's the panic in his voice he realizes he's gonna be locked in this thing for eternity and he's sort of like please don't do it yeah because he because he knows what's gonna What's going to happen? And, yeah, you know, what they're trying to stop is actually going to happen because, happen they're, trying because they're trying to do it. Yeah, um, and I, th- I'd, I'd love the way, the way he plays that, and it's one of my favourite things that he's that he's done. But also, you could also tie in the Big Bang with this because again, it's it's a very very small ensemble cast. Yeah, um, and you've got the really nice scenes with him after you know dying in, in the Pandorica, talking to Amy, saying goodbye. But I, I just love what he does in, in the Pandorica opens. Yeah, I just re- I just really love that. I just love that 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 bit at the end where he's panicking, and I don't think that I don't think any other doctor could quite an actor who who has played the doctor could quite pull that off. Yeah, because I think te- they did try and make Tennant sort of panic a little bit, but again, it was it was the bulging eyes, gritted teeth, and sort of you know shouting sort of thing. But th- there was it was there was panic in his voice, and I, I, I in Matt Smith's voice, and I loved that. I thought that that was really good. Um, but what about your least favourite Matt Smith? Have, have you got one? That's the thing. Have you got one? I was actually trying to uh, to to work this out. I know. Oh, I wonder if we're going to get an email from our friend that's going to give us twenty six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. I just. I was struggling because there is. I mean, even if you look at the, what I'd say to be poor episodes mm. in terms of like Curse of Black Spot, I think. What he does there is he does take it to the pantomime level, which is where the story's supposed to be. Mm, it's, it was required, wasn't it? So Yeah. I'm probably... And, I, and it's one of those ones where you think that it is probably the, the story that is... Or, or my dislike of the story that is, is taking me 
there. I two two ones. Closing time I've just never liked, and even no. his performance in that doesn't doesn't redeem me to want to go and watch that <laughs> that episode. Um, I'm probably going back to the power of three. Um, I just don't think there's enough in that for him. I mean, other than as I said, the the one line of being about uh, when did you drop the Lethbridge. Um the whole bit probably over the top with the heart stopping and yep. then restarting was probably just a bit too much in what wasn't meant to be a pantomime no. episode. No, probably not. No. Um, so probably actually in reflection, probably Power of Three. I think is probably the Your, my yeah. least favourite. Well, what I was, about you? Well, I was sort of trying to wrap my my brain on this one because I said he does lift a lot of bad episodes or mediocre episodes. and But the one that sort of stuck in my mind, really, where I, where I really don't think he did give a good performance was Nightmare in Silver. Because yeah. You, because you had that, that whole, the, 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 the dual role thing, and he played the cyber controller doctor. It was over the top. Yeah. It was too over the top. Um, but... But so rumor has it, he wasn't happy with that episode himself anyway, because I think he was given too. He, I think they were getting him to carry the story, and they're yeah. getting him with the whole dual, the dual role he had. And I think it showed. I think that it, it, if there was any dis- dissatisfaction from Matt Smith, it came through in his performance there. And, and, Maybe and, yeah, I, I can I can see that. Yeah, and I think for for that reason, I I don't like it. That I don't like the episode. I I don't like the episode anyway because it's it's very badly written. Uh, the sidemen are treated appallingly in that particular story. It's got annoying children in it as well, which goes against what I said that Matt Smith acted well with children. He doesn't <laughs> in this one, and I just think he he didn't look like he was enjoying it either. Yeah. So yeah, for, for on that basis, I don't I don't like him his performance. In, in that particular story, so but, yeah, I, I, I find it hard to disagree with that. Actually, now you said it like that. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just not uh, not well remembered at all. That one is it. So, um, but anyway, but now we sort of um, we sort of reached the end of of, of Matt Smith. Really, we, we've got the you know Day of the Doctor, the fiftieth um, anniversary special, um, which again I thought he react he acted brilliantly with John Hurt and David Tennant in that. And, think, and and the scene with Tom Baker there, which could have gone over the top, yeah, easily have gone over the top because, as we know, um, Tom Baker is the the king of overacting when when, when required. But I think the all, all them, you need to do there is to be able to react, and he does. Yes, that's very well. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and I think actually, getting back to some of Matt Smith's better performances, just the actually while they're three in that while the three of them are locked in the cell. Yeah. And he's not really doing a lot. No. And you get Tennant getting all shouty with him. Mm. But Smith just sort of talking quietly is very much more the, the what you find yourself looking at, I think. It is, yes. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Now, um, now we get on to um, his last episode, Time of the Doctor, uh, which again has not been a, a, a well-regarded story, but I must admit, I enjoyed. I haven't seen it since Christmas. I still haven't got it on, on Blu-ray yet, but um, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a good bow-out for, for for Matt Smith. Did you feel the same? I've watched it again, and it's okay. It's okay. I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
don't necessarily dislike it. It, it. It's also caught into that a bit. I think it's Christmas episodes can be very hit and miss anyway at the best of times. Mm. Um, actually, I haven't mentioned in all of this a Christmas Carol, which I think is one of ah, the yes, best indeed. episodes. We tended yes. to miss that out because it wasn't actually, we haven't really looked at it as part of one of the series. But um, for every one of those, you get the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe, don't you? <laughs> And while I'm not saying that uh, uh, do you know time what? of the doctors in that sort of league, no, of, no, it's it's yeah, it's it's okay. It gets where it's got to be. I think is probably more the 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 thing. Yeah, no, I, I can understand what I, I can understand what a lot of people are saying, but I I just enjoyed it, and I think coming off of if you compare that to say something like End of Time. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's, as, it's as not, a final it's, story it's, for a doctor. It's you know. certainly not not the worst. No, um, episode ever, but no. yeah, it's um, and I think his final, his his final scene, the Tardis, when he's sort of talking about, he'll always remember when he was the Doctor. I think it again. I think it was very well, very well played and underplayed. Yeah, I think because it, it again, it's another one of those things where it could have very easily have gone over the top. And if if, if you're then going to go back to the to the, I don't want to go. Yeah. Of yeah, it, it, just, it, it just it just the doctor yeah. says he should be doing, accepting his fate. Yeah, he, he accepts the fact that this regeneration is ending, and along comes the next one. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I, I, yeah. I, I suppose, I suppose, with his doctor, there was a sense of he had at least fulfilled, could accept to have fulfilled his life. Yes, he'd lived a long time as that regeneration, hadn't he? Now, there's there's one other good thing I, I do like. Um, in that is that bit when Clara goes to see him and he's a really old man in sitting in that armchair, yeah, and and she's got the Christmas cracker, yeah. And it's a whole thing the way Matt Smith plays it. He hasn't even got the strength to pull the cracker, and, and Clara has to help him. And I think the way the the pair of them played that was brilliant. Again, it wasn't it wasn't sort of done for any. It was just a very very brief, quick thing, and it and it could again it's some of those things it could easily be done. Um, over the top or overplayed, if you see what I mean, with with sort yeah. of like sad music and stuff, and it wasn't. It was very, very, I think, delicately handled. I think was was probably the best way to put it. And I, I as I say, I, I, I still in you know for my memories, if you know, because I say I haven't watched it since Christmas, really. But I, I still, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Time of the Doctor. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. It isn't a bad episode. It isn't a bad episode. But no. it is. I think that's sort of the Christmassy. Sort of thing about it just get a bit, yeah. Had the, the, to the plot, there isn't massively the plot. The plot is building for the last five minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, and that also had a lot of loose ends to tie up from yes. series five, six, and seven, didn't it? So yeah, <laughs> it had a lot to do there. Um, but I think really, I, I suppose the way to sort of finish this off is to say, are you were you sort of sad to see him go? I know, it's always, oh, yeah. I, know, I know it's always good for change. It's always an exciting time when a new doctor comes along. But um, well, you know, were you sad to see him go? I was because you always sort of think that there's always. I mean, uh, to the extent I suppose it is the time to go while people are still saying, "Oh well, perhaps if he'd just done one more series, mm. um, that is the time to be going," rather than the "Oh, thank God he's gone." Yeah. Although some people have got that view. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm sad he's gone. I mean, I'm, I mean, insanely excited for what Capaldi can do 
with the role. I really am. It, it's a, it, a totally diff, different act of acting style for a start. Um, but I, 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 was, I was sad to see him go because I think he, I think he has, he is a, a damn good actor. I think he was a damn good doctor. Um, yeah. As as I've said many times throughout this little retrospective, he, he lifted quite a few stories that I didn't particularly care for, but he usually always gave a really good performance. And um, yeah, I'm just really sad. You know, I was sad to see him go. Yeah, but the excitement is there. The excitement is there, indeed, indeed. And next and, uh, week. Yes, indeed. Next week we have... It'll new... be history. It will who? be. About who, indeed. Yes. Um, yes, we have got new Doctor Who to review. My God. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? <laughs> it is. A long time coming. Um, now, obviously, over the last few weeks, we've been doing three weeks and a break week, and then three weeks and a break week, blah, blah, blah. So, but obviously, as we've got weekly Doctor Who to review, we'll be back to weekly episodes during the course of Series 8. We hope. We hope. <laughs> no, well, no, we will be weekly. However, however, when we get those episodes out is up for question at the moment because, um, really, because our, our sort of our each of our personal circumstances changed, our during, get, getting recordings out, um, on the same weekend as watching an episode, it, it's not going to happen now, is it? No. It's not going to happen. I can think of probably at least two weekends already that we're going to have. Yeah, well, well, next weekend is a possibility at the moment. Um, and then I've got one in October because I'm going to be in Japan. Yeah, I've so, got one probably in September and maybe one, and one in October. Maybe yes. September, one in October. Yeah. I'm going to have a different weekend. Yes, one. so... What we're really looking at now, uh, I think what's going to happen, I think we'll, we'll probably just go with this anyway. I think during the course of Series 8, um, we won't be having our episodes out on Sunday evenings. It'll be probably more likely to be a midweek release. Yes. In all fairness. So so we're looking at like Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, when we're going to get our episode out. It all depends on when we, when we can record. We've struggled through nearly a year of putting stuff out religiously on time. I know, and then we get to and, these and, and, and we, we can't finally do it. actually get to something that we want to talk about. We can't actually manage to get together. No, it's well, it's, it's different. It's, it's different with this the stuff we do when we're doing to fill in the time between series because we can pre-record stuff um, whenever we like and get and get it out on on a Sunday. Uh, but because it's got to it's got to be fairly fresh and topical, and because I said our personal circumstances have changed, um, we we can't really. Get it all out on on the same weekend. So you, you, you we've, like, we've had nearly ten years of moaning about the fact that we want Doctor Who to be back on in the autumn yes. when it's starting to get dark, and now it's here. We're saying, but I can't do that. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, it's a sad state of affairs. So, um, but anyway, but that, but that's that's the the plan going forward. That's the plan yes. going. We forward. will we will review every episode. It just you may just have to wait for it. You might have to wait a little bit longer than normal. That's all. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. So we're not guaranteeing it's going to be worth waiting for. Yes, <laughs> just just you're going to have to wait for. Yeah, it. you can wait a bit longer for your mediocrity. So, yes. <laughs> so um, so that's it. So we'll be next time you'll hear our voice. We'll be reviewing Deep Breath. So it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. And to play us out, we're going to leave you with Matt Smith's final scene in the TARDIS from the time of the Doctor. It all just disappears, doesn't it? Everything you are, gone in a moment, like breath on a mirror. 
Any moment now, he's a coming. Who's coming? The doctor. You. You are the doctor. Yep. And I always will be. But times change, and so must I. Amelia. Who's Amelia? The first face this face saw. We all change. When you think about it, we are all different people all through our lives. And that's okay, that's good. You've got to keep moving so long as you remember all the people that you used to be. I will not forget one line of this. Not one day, I swear. I will always remember when the doctor was me. You were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.